typical shit. All right. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. As soon as I start let's, let's talk. Let's talk shit behind his back. <laughs> Adam has a family emergency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. Just wanted to close one more window because the neighborhood kids, for whatever reason, have a knack of like, oh, you're recording something right now? Let's go hang out and play hopscotch in front of your window. Those rowdy <laughs> kids, I tell you. Oh, damn. It's the rocks. <laughs> Let's play stickball outside. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys and special guest joining us again, Adam Rank from the NFL Network from his home, preparing for the big NFL schedule release tonight. Uh, what is the process right now for you and everybody at the NFL Network doing sort of Okay, the draft happened, huge yeah. event. But now the the schedule release, another big ev- uh, event. What has like changed with your day to day? What are some like the behind the scenes things that are happening to make TV happen right now? Yeah, it's a it's a strange experience. I mean, usually you're you're familiar with going into the studio and having production meetings face to face with everybody. But now we just recently did an episode of NFL Fantasy Live where we're on a conference call and Colleen Wolf's there and Marcus Grant and I and we're all in our homes and then you just all of a sudden you don't see anybody until they throw you up on the screen kind of like you do in the Zoom meetings and everything like that. It's like, oh, hey, everybody. How's everybody? (laughs) How's everybody's week going and things like that? So the good thing for us and one of the things that I'm very thankful for is that there has still been NFL business going on. As you said, we've had the draft. We've had the schedule coming up. Thankfully, you know, we're, we're preparing like there's going to be a season. So we're putting it out there. Obviously, as things change, we will adjust and move on. But until we, you know, until you get into that spot, we're going to just move forward. And we will obviously lean on the advice of medical officials and, and government officials. And But as far as we go, we're going on with the season. And so we're preparing for fantasy. And it's weird. I know it's, 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 it's strange to be at home trying to figure out who are going to be the breakouts, what teams are going to do well at the same time while your kids are running in and out and asking to go watch Moana or whatever. (laughs) But it's been interesting. It's been an adjustment. But I realize for us, we're in a pretty fortunate situation to still have something to talk about. So I do not take that for granted. It's really really the only sports news right now. um, And it's going to be for a while. Kind of could say the same thing about the draft. But this is a big night for you, schedule release, because I think this is probably when you come up with which fan base you want to piss off this offseason. <laughs> but how do, you, uh, how do you reach that conclusion? We've already had meetings. We've, the, the YouTube team is very excited about this. We're, we're ahead of the game. Last year, we released it in June. They want to release this as quickly as possible. Oh, wow. There are a limited number of people who get access to the schedule before it is released. I am not one of them, so unfortunately I won't be able to answer any of your questions. But you know what? It, one of, once the schedule is released, it's time to go through and kind of you know figure out how we're going to see this season work out if everything is going to go according to plan. And for me, the benefit I have is that I write a uh, franchise called State of the Franchise. Uh, it's right. a, the 32-piece 75,000 words on every team. For everybody who thinks I don't do research, it's like I write basically a book every year on the upcoming NFL season. And then trying to go through the games, and the most difficult thing is trying to figure out winners or losers, what you think this team is going to look like. And I know last year when we came on and you guys were like, why do you think the Broncos are going to suck? And I'm like, well, Joe Flacco's garbage. So that's going to – that actually panned out. Uh, That's true. 
Drew Locke was better than advertised, so that was good. And I know it was funny because there was a Broncos fan who kept hitting me up, and, you know, he was obviously upset. He said the team was going to go, I think, 11-5. and five. So we actually met in the middle with seven okay. wins. I go, no, we're cool. I go, he's like, because he was like, you know, super nice about it. He's like, who's right in this situation? And I'm like, I think we both are. I honestly, like, you can't come away thinking that you were wrong. I'm like, this team was not a playoff team. That was correct. But you're like, they're better than two wins. You're like, that is also correct. So both things can be true. So it'll be, again, a process of just figuring out which team, which, which way do you think this is going to break out? How do you see this season going? And unfortunately for the Bronco fans, I actually really love what you guys did in the offseason. I love the way the direction the, the franchise is heading. So I know you don't want my endorsement. That's the one you do not want. Unfortunately, right. you're probably going to get it. Well, it's, it's tricky because you had the reverse effect on the 49ers. They go to yeah. the Super Bowl but they lose the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, I think the best thing you can do is predict average for the Broncos. Because – Okay. I think that, like, doesn't – I mean – Doesn't inspire rage. Right. Right. Maybe you need that fire. Maybe if I just had a little, you know, 4-12 and 12 to really just kind of mo- – just to let Drew Locke <laughs> right. know. Just to really fire him up, that could be a way to go. Because that's – and that's also, like, a difficult thing, too, is, like, you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be if we're a franchise like in week 15. Like, for instance, I was, I was not very high on the Titans heading back into last season, and I told them as much, and they told me that I was an idiot, and they started off two and four, and their fans were lining up to apologize, and they're like, you were right, we were wrong, we totally overestimated all this stuff, we're so sorry. And then fast forward two months, I was the dumbest person on earth because I didn't realize that Ryan Tannehill was going to be the second coming of Steve Young and just come out of nowhere. We've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill to not believe that he was going to be this epic quarterback, but he went out there, had a magical season, and I almost had two, three, and 13 teams in the Super Bowl, but thankfully the Chiefs Chiefs bailed me out. So I was able – and when the playoffs started – I was one of the few NFL Network analysts who picked the Chiefs. And this is not, this is not just the week before the game. This is when the playoffs started. And everybody, everybody was picking either the 49ers or the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. And they were picking the Ravens. And some people had the Patriots. I, was like, I felt like I was the only one who had the Chiefs. I was the only one who had the Chiefs winning. Not that, and I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm like, this is how easy it is to go from zero to hero or hero to zero. You're like, right. it's, not, it's not an easy game. To, to, to have happen, but it's like, so I don't know if I'm really the kiss of death or if I'm not, or if it's just a, it's a regular, like maybe I'm Nick Foles. Like I'm terrible in the regular season predictions, right. but get me into the playoffs and I'm spot on. You just need the chance. That's, just that's when it really counts. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Brandon. No, you go, go ahead, Will. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this is probably the first time I assume that you're going to have to do your predictions, um, without your magic, touchscreen thing oh so, i know are you are you gonna be able to do this without uh the visual aid i think we're we're working on some things we'll do with like Streamyard or something like that but we really do want to have because the thing is if you go back and watch the the 49ers prediction it's pretty amazing just to see me go l there's another l, <laughs> l like that the whole drum the whole drama of everything hey. that was going on you see and you see it, you know? And by yeah. the way, it always amused me too that people were always wondering why I was wearing a Lego t-shirt. 
And it was the, because it's a super nerdy, hardcore wrestling t-shirt for the Young Bucks. And a small, the, the, the most hardcore of wrestling fans got that. A lot of them did it. But anyways, that's, that means nothing. The thing is, is we're going to try to find some way to, to represent that visually. Because at the same point, you still want your face up there looking stupid when one of these mm. predictions, and at least one of them is going to go horrifically wrong. If there is one thing I can guarantee is that it's going to go awful. <laughs> and which is what you want, because the, I remember the, the evil Andy Dalton, or angry Andy, Andy Dalton, whatever that Twitter handle is, was so pissed at me. When I made the Bengals prediction, and I remember, he's like, bro, you drunk. There's no way the Bengals lose their first 11 games. And then they go 0-11. And he goes, if you beat the Jets, I will never say a bad word about you again. And they beat the Jets. And so that worked out. Nobody remembers that. Nobody cared. Like, whatever. You got lucky. Which are probably, obviously, a little bit. But it's like, it's, but you need the visual. Because you want, you want your, even if it's bad, and even if it's good. But usually if it's bad, because it's kind of fun. Like just throw it out there. Like who is this clown? Uh, which I which is one of the like the 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 toughest put downs you can give to a person is like when they say who is this clown? Because first of all they're acknowledging that you're a clown. Mm-hmm. You're not even the most famous clown, which really hurts my soul. Ah, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not even a famous clown. You should know who I am. But I'm a clown, obviously. But right. you should know who I am. The the clown emoji was modeled oh, after your gosh. face. Same. What's worse, being called a clown or a bum? Because, like, I feel like clown <laughs> is sort of a West Coast thing, and bum is like a New York radio type of insult. Maybe like a, you know, daily news or post, whatever. Who is this bum? Yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, I would like the fans, if I can, if I can reach them right now, let's do bum this year. We did clown so. last year. 2019 was the year of yeah. rank being a clown. This is the year of rank being a bum. And then hopefully, God willing, in 2021, we'll move on to something else. But let's, let's do bum this year. We'll try to make that happen. Um, I think we is, can pull some strings, yeah. All right. Co- this is completely off topic, but I see behind you, you have the, the Beastie Boys book. Did you, uh, did you watch their documentary? I haven't watched it yet. That's one of the things. Like, you would figure, you know, being with a lot of downtime and in quarantine and everything <laughs> like that, like, you would be able to watch pretty much – whatever you want to unfortunately i haven't had a chance for that there's been a lot of cool stuff coming out like the last dance obviously has been out right. so i've been watching a lot of that been trying to finally watch park and rex which was something that i missed out on back in the oh, day yeah. and then and then the two guys zach braff and donald Faison from scrubs mm-hmm. started a podcast where they're doing a rewatch and you're like well i'm watching this again and going back so unfortunately i haven't seen it but the book is excellent i got a copy of the vinyl for Christmas, oh, nice. which is awesome for uh, Paul's Boutique, which at the time, I know you guys were probably not even born when the movie came out, but or when the when the when the when the record came out, but it's really like almost considered a financial flop. Like it didn't have like License to Ill is legendary, and Paul's Boutique at first listen, you're like, what's going on? There's a couple of good songs, but it's one of those albums that you got to listen to from start to finish and it's in and it's an experience and so when i was you know my wife had the forethought to be like you know what this is the album he really loves so it's a little bit of the vinyl that i got nice. right there so yeah they talk about that a lot in the the documentary and they had like um because it's like a live show that they did so it's yeah. kind of cool the way they did it uh but they had a, basically a scene and they didn't they used it in the outtakes but it was a bunch of different like celebrities in the audience 
asking a question about why Paul's Boutique sucked so much and why oh it was such a financial <laughs> failure. And uh, because they talked about how they were so proud of that album and then it yeah. was not well received. So they had like Ben Stiller, they had like Steve Buscemi just <laughs> crapping on Paul's Boutique like in the outtakes. It's uh, It was like probably one of the best parts of the whole thing. Oh and it wasn't gosh. even featured till the outtake. So I want to see them. Well, now I got to go and check that out. And it's so funny because... It's not funny, but when Adam Yock passed away, I started a fantasy league that season, and the league is named Paul's Boutique because it still will continue to be my favorite. I will, I will die on that hill. Like when we go back, I did a, a podcast where we were talking about the Mount Rushmore uh, Beastie Boys songs, and I didn't, I didn't put like "Hey Ladies" or "Shake Your Rump" on it, but I'm like, this was the best album. Like they're, they really put a lot of thought into this one, and the samples are amazing. And so I, I don't know, I enjoy it. I understand that other people might not, but it's my, it's my favorite for sure. Nice. Yeah. I, I think like I was in second or third grade, we had one of those music subscriptions and Sabotage came out and I was like, this Ooh. song is amazing. And the music video is amazing. And so Great I got uh, ill communication and I, I wasn't ready for that album, like at age 10 or whatever. It's <laughs> like, wait, this is a lot of rap music. I thought I was getting, rock because like sabotage, sabotage was such a, yeah. a different song and then i think it was like in high school when i started listening to it again to to like appreciate it all it's so good and they play their own instruments and they started showing yeah. up on letterman i think as early as 1992 playing instruments and people are like whoa these guys they're actual musicians and i mean like not like if you watch it the chords aren't complicated or anything like that no. but obviously they're playing their own instruments i had that like a boomer moment where Post Malone recently was doing a YouTube concert and he's mm -hmm. playing it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I'm like, cause I knew, I knew like from the beginning that the Beastie Boys were musicians. So I was like telling all my friends in high school, like, bro, I knew they played their own instruments, you idiots. But I had the total boomer moment of like, Post Malone, like plays his own instruments. And my nieces and nephews are like, yeah, yeah. Old man. Of course, everybody knows this. And I'm like, I apologize. So it comes full circle. Um, yeah, it's funny, like, clarifying that a, a band plays their own instruments is even, like, a thing. Well, hip-hop, I think, especially. Well, yeah, it's, but it's been, like, I mean, there's so many different, like, avenues you can kind of go down. Um, For sure. Anyway, yeah, I'll so get back to If Katy football. Perry started pulling out, like, an upright bass, I think that would be a little jarring. So oh, that yes. would be sick, though. That would be cool. <laughs> okay, I've got a really, really good segue here. Do it. Are you guys ready? All right, from the Beastie Boys to the Beasts of the Midway, let's talk about the Bears offseason a little bit. So, Wilkie's uh, guys... king of segues, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. <laughs> I nailed yeah. that one. That was really good. Not to toot my own horn. Uh, so you guys added your notable – Or at least have somebody toot the horn for you. Oh, you I'm toot your to... horn. That's, that's... Yeah, that's I never knew that. Description. Um, <laughs> you guys added uh, Ted Ginn. Jimmy Graham, and of course, Nick Foles. So are you ready to buy your tickets for Super Bowl 49? Well, I don't know for Super Bowl 49. That's <laughs> a little mean, uh, first of all. Second of all, I, I kind of like what, what Pace did, where he kind of went out and addressed some glaring needs through the free agency avenue. Now, Jimmy Graham is probably not going to be on the team in five years, nor is Ted Ginn, maybe not even Nick Foles, and that's fine. But in the short term, when you have a defense that is still one of the best in the NFL, I believe it's very important to go out there and try to win in the moment. They didn't have a first-round draft pick, of course, because they used that on Khalil Mack. So why not go for it this season? 
as bad as everything was last year, and it was bad, and there were some mistakes made and things happened, they were still an 8-8 eight and eight team. Matt Nagy has not had a losing season in the NFL. He's won 20 games. He's a former coach of the year. And to be perfectly truthful with you, he's never had an opportunity to work for a quarterback that he probably would have wanted they probably would have drafted somebody different. Remember, John Fox was the coach of the team when they drafted Mitch right. Trubisky. You feel like if Matt Nagy would have been in the room, he would have been like, what are you doing? I like to tell everybody, like, he probably would have said Patrick Mahomes because he was part of the chief staff that had identified Patrick Mahomes as one of, a, one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. So I look at what's going on right now and looking at the division, and I believe that they can be very – very competitive. I think that Gibson, who they brought in to play alongside of Eddie Jackson, should help. Akeem Hicks being healthy should help them create more turnovers. Bobby Quinn is a huge upgrade over Leonard Floyd, who I like Leonard Floyd. I think he's a fine football player. Is he a great eighth overall selection in a draft? Absolutely not. But good luck to you in Los Angeles. See what you can do. And so you look at the defense, you're like, okay, the defense should be back. And if Nick Foles can come in, and I, I don't want to push aside Mitch Trubisky already, but if Nick Foles can come in and be an average NFL quarterback, I think you're looking at a team that can win between 10 to 12 games, and then all you need to do is get hot, get on a little run of the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens. So I, I feel confident with them. I feel comfortable with them, and I, I'm thankful the Packers are not winning, try, not, not trying to win for this season. So that's, that's what it seems well. like. You know, the, right. the Vikings still have Kirk Cousins. So you're like, all right, so this division is still very winnable. So I feel great about it. The Lions, I, no one knows what the Lions are doing. You know, they make good draft picks. And you're like, okay, Kuda, yeah, that's a good player. And you, you see some of their moves and you're like, everything seems like it should work out. But then you're like, it's the Lions? Has Matt Patricia done anything that makes you believe that they're gonna he's going to turn it around this season? Which is like my thing. like. Matt Nagy has at least shown you there's there's tangible evidence where you're like, well, he was coach of the year one time. What has Matt Patricia ever done? Like everybody wants to give the Lions the benefit of the doubt and be like, that's a team to watch. Like why? Like what has Matt Patricia done? Right. You think like this is it. Like there's nothing. There's not like there's not even like winning streaks where you're like, oh yeah, during that stretch they were amazing. It's like yeah, they're just the Lions. Oh, I, yeah. I will know that Matt Nagy is an elite coach if he starts Mitch Trubisky for at least the first two weeks. Because if he does that, then he knows how to properly utilize Nick Foles, which if Nick Foles starts the season, that is not good for the Bears. If he comes in in place of Mitch Trubisky, he can be Super Bowl MVP. We know that. So as long as Trubisky starts and then Foles replaces him, Nagy elite, and then, yeah, Matt Patricia has – he has a ton to prove, and it's it's crazy how like knowing what Josh McDaniels did when he came to Denver, it just feels so similar in that they're like trying to clean house to make the team their own. When you're like, there were some good pieces here you're getting rid of, and that's use those guys as your own. You know, work with their skill sets to make your team better. Uh, I think Patricia like. If he's given time, maybe we'll be successful in Detroit. But, like, I don't know how long that leash is, how long they give him to, like, turn things around, though. It would be crazy. It is strange. Like, when you see that Dan Quinn is brought back for an extra season after having two, what is it, seven and nine years, he at least got his team to the Super Bowl at one time. Like, right. yeah, there, there is some faith to have in him. Sean Payton went three years of going seven and nine. 
the Saints were like, we're not going to do anything rash. We're not going to get rid of him. But at some point when you have a coach who is a brand new coach and you can kind of see like it's kind of similar to what the the Arizona Cardinals did with Steve Wilkes where they're like, yeah, no, this, we, we made nah, – sorry, sorry, sorry. Reset, reset, reset. We're getting him out of here. We're going to go with somebody else. It's kind of like when they – the first season of The Office. If you ever notice, like the first six episodes – the first season of The Office was six, was six episodes. Michael Scott has his hair slicked back. Right. Dirt is too tight around the collar. Like he's he's a different person than what you see when season two starts. Sometimes it's cool to see you, you can see in one season if something is not working, and instead of sinking your franchise for three years because well we hired the guy, you can tell, and we've seen enough evidence of former Belichick disciples to know that this probably isn't going to work out. Right. I mean. This has been the same issue with my show, but since I make all the decisions for seven and a there's half no, years, there's no, one to no clean change in it. I know it doesn't work, but do I go right back to that well? Every <laughs> single time. But uh, there's consistency there. Yeah, exactly. I'm like the Bill O'Brien of YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, Belichick disciples. Yeah, um, at, least, at least he did. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, because it's like, how do we – does he does he qualify as a success? He continually gets. It's crazy. They're in the, the Houston playoffs. Texans in the but... playoffs every year. Like you forget about that because I was I made the mistake the other day of talking about like well, the Titans at nine and seven won the division. You're like no wait they didn't. Like they were the wild card team. Like the Texans somehow. Right and now they're like we're getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. We're bringing in David Johnson. Like that to me. And I know we're not here to talk about David Johnson. No, we can. What we are. The, what, we are. I, re- I legitimately feel like Bill O'Brien opened the NFL black book. The Arizona Cardinals are the first team listed. He calls them up. <laughs> Alphabetically, right? And he's like, hey, uh, hey guys, um, what will you give me for uh, DeAndre Hopkins? And Kime is just sitting there like a joke. Goes like, oh, I don't know. I'll give you David Johnson. And he's like, he has to put the phone on mute because he can't contain himself because he's laughing. And Bill O'Brien's like, I'll take it. And you're like, Deal. wait, what? Uh, okay, well, let me at least give you a second-round pick, too. <laughs> Something. Like, I I feel bad. Like whatever. Whatever you want to do, Steve. Did you – like, did he not see the tape? Like, was that the – I don't like, know. You, there's evidence that this guy is not a good football player anymore. And and you could have had uh, – you could have had, uh, let's see, Melvin Gordon? Devonta Freeman still out there? I know Todd Gurley kind of wanted to go to the Falcons, but you're like, there were other guys out there who you don't have to trade – one of the best receivers for, and you don't think the 49ers would have given you one of their first round picks? Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty Andre, maybe both of them. Cause I don't remember if they had made the DeForest Buckner trade at the time, but like you could have at least gotten one first round pick from the 49ers, maybe two. It felt like they um, didn't negotiate at all. It felt no. like they didn't get any other teams in on the deal because the, no. the news came out that morning that like, the Texans might be shopping DeAndre Hopkins, and this is the first day of NFL free agency. And everyone's like, that can't be true. And then two hours later, he's gone. So it, it, you can't have possibly, like, gotten into a bidding war with multiple teams in, no. in that short. And you could have uh, had one. You could have like had the Jay Cutler one. thing took weeks, uh, you know, to, to bring up a hero of both of ours. The Jay yes. Cutler trade took weeks. They ended up getting a pretty good deal out of it. Um, I feel like you put more thought and time into your own fantasy football trades than, than Bill O'Brien does with oh his, my real, gosh, yeah. his real players. 
I'll sit there and fret forever. Adam's job probably depends on his trades. Bill O'Brien has full power right now. And that's really like the tricky thing. Like being a coach (laughs) GM is, that's not an easy gig. And Bill Belichick can do it. But even when like, that's why a big reason like Mike Shanahan, you know, his time ended with the Broncos. It was too much control. And like, that's a lot of responsibility for two really important positions. I just don't know how you do both well, unless you're Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, even Andy Reid, I believe it had full control of the Eagles at one point and it wasn't working out well and might've led to his demise. So it's not, it's not an easy skill to pull off. And I would try to, I would, I would recommend teams not do that. And I really wish the Broncos would have, not gotten rid of Shanahan and would yeah. have stuck with him and just been like, look, bro, you're not going to be the GM anymore. But cause I really do believe, and I, I say this as a Cutler fan, I wish that he would have stayed in Denver with Shanahan, not, and this isn't, this isn't a shot on Cutler and what he did for the franchise. Cause I, one of the best quarterbacks in my lifetime, which isn't saying much as a Bears fan, but it's like Mike March wanted to get him killed. And the, revolving door of offensive coordinators ensured that Jay Cutler was never going to be a superstar. I would love to have seen what would have happened if Jay Cutler just had played with Mike Shanahan for a decade. Who would we, who would we be talking about as like a quarterback of the decade? But we'll never know. Yeah, no, he goes to that Bears team where they have no one really on the offensive line. His last year in Denver in 2008, he got sacked like like – 10 or 11 times and he goes to Chicago and gets sacked like, you know, a David Carr uh, (laughs) amount of of sacks like that. That's got to be terrible for your psyche, for your confidence. He goes from Denver, which is like, you know, kind of a mid-level market to Chicago where now everyone like, you know, everyone's breathing down his neck. He's he's got all these primetime games. I, you know, it it killed him. I I don't, I understand why, um, he doesn't care about most things anymore. It's because he was spiritually murdered after that trade. Uh, And I think it it set off like a little domino effect to the point where now he's uh, going through a divorce. Yeah. Josh McDaniel should be blamed for his divorce. I think so. The stance we're taking. I think that that's, that's a reasonable expectation. That's a reasonable conjecture. That's our hypothesis and everything. And can I say one thing about that? Yeah, of course. You mind. Okay. So Chris and Cavallari (laughs) comes out and says, oh, Cutler's lazy. He wants to stay home with the kids. My wife is a stay-at-home mother. Any parent who stays at home with their children full-time is not lazy. I think we can put – that should should be a misnomer that's put to rest forever. And I'm sorry that a guy that went out there and sacrificed his body for a decade and a half now wants to come home and spend time with his family. You should welcome that. We need more of that. We don't, we don't need another, we don't need both parents to be these career driven egomaniacs with him on the, like, think of the kids for a second. Like he wanted to stay home with it. And you had a problem with that. I think that says more about Kristen than it does about Jay. But of course, Jay is getting dunked on for this and it's bothering me. The irony of uh, Kristen Cavallari, who's like main credit, is being on the hills calling NFL quarterback Jay Cutler lazy and un- unmotivated. It, it's, it's not lost on me. It's, yeah. it's incredible irony. You run I a, can't believe it. You run an online jewelry store, save it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about lazy for a I second. Think, I think this is a great thing to end on. 
And I'm not just saying that because even though I have upgraded my Zoom, it is still <laughs> timing me out with I five see. minutes left. Uh, when we had... When There's a Dave, countdown. Holy moly. Yeah. When Dave was on, it kicked us out of the, the Zoom meeting. I paid for the upgrade and now it's still not working. So I got to figure I got to figure that out. You have to get Zoom Premium Plus. You only got Zoom Premium. Oh, oh my God! Oh man! <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, what is the deal? It seems that that seems like a reasonable explanation. Though. Like they have all dumb the like that. Zoom has all the leverage right now. They can charge whatever they want. It's oh, a million could. dollars per meeting. You're like, all right, yeah, we gotta pay. It. Unless everybody it's wants price to be on. Of, price of doing business these days, I guess. Goodness. Um, what timer are you guys starting the uh, schedule thing tonight? It is going to be 8 o'clock Eastern is going to be the first time that I am able to talk about it. And cool. so we're not, we're not, we don't acknowledge any of the leaks or anything out there. So I cannot cool. tell you. And, you know, I don't even know. So, you know, we're, we're avoiding all that stuff. We'll officially announce it. I know that people love to jump the gun and like some team club social media person might have accidentally posted the schedule already. And it's fun to see people try to sleuth together all these schedules and everything, but like, can we just wait till eight o'clock Eastern? Like, we'll see it. We like, we got nothing else to do. Like, why don't we just sit there and, and kind of wait and enjoy it? Why do we always need spoilers? It's like when we watch the challenge or anything like that, or big brother, my wife always will read the spoilers. Like, cause we're on the West coast. She'll go read the East. I'm like, why? Like we're here. It's three hours. Like we're just wait. But she gets too much anxiety, wants to know, like, is, is CT really going to get beat by J? I got to find out, right? I'm like, we're going to find out in, like, 10 minutes. Like, why can you not wait? I just need That's to know. This. By the way, spoiler alert for anybody who didn't. <laughs> hasn't been totally keeping up with the challenge. And our, our my guy Marcus Grant actually said this. He's like, with the, the lack of sports going on right now, how is the challenge not taken off? is something that everybody's into because like everybody has probably watched it at some point of their life. You're like, Hey, the challenge is still kind of going now. Like this should be an event that everybody is rallying around. It is. It, no, you're, you're exactly I feel right. Like I, lost both of you. I was doing so well. No, yeah, I, you guys are like, Nope. No, no. I haven't I seen it. I just I haven't have seen MTV. it. I mean, that's, you know, a, a little bit before our time, Adam. All right. I but forgot. We, we agree with you. <laughs> No, there's people like complaining that you guys are doing a three-hour schedule release special. They're complaining that it doesn't need to be three hours. But they're also no. complaining is, there's not enough sports stuff. What else watch. are you doing tonight? Why is it not eight hours? Like, why is it not a telethon? Like, I think release one game a day for the rest of the offseason. <laughs> We're going to release one game a day for the next 252 days. Perfect. Like a Joker well, ultimatum. I, guess, like, yeah. I <laughs> guess it would be cut in half because you would figure it out by then. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, you overestimate uh, our ability to do logic and, and reason That's true. exercises. That's not what we're about. We have not, less not than here. a minute. Less than a minute, guys. So I just want to officially oh say goodbye. And this has okay. been fun. This has been great. Thanks again. Hey, first of all, thanks again for always having me on and allowing me to come in and talk about my inane stories and everything like that. So I appreciate you guys doing it and uh, love the stuff. But I'm going to go watch the Damashek episode right now. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for coming on again, Adam. It's a, um, it's a great seal of approval to have you come on, not once, but twice. Or three, pleasure. four times. He's been on a lot. It's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, on the podcast, yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. <laughs>
Okay, another guest kicked off because of my lack of foresight. Uh, Adam Rank, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Rank, baby. Uh, I stopped recording, and then we had like less than a minute left, and we had just confirmed that we were in the we were friends of Adam Rank. We were all friends. He had just said, "Yes, I consider you guys friends now." Boom. Which may have uh, completely undone our friendship. We may not be friends after Irish goodbyeing. Digital Irish goodbye. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I figured out. I think I figured the issue. I think I paid for the Zoom with a different email account than I was logged in with. So I had to switch, which I did not know. Well, you know what? Um, at least, you know, at least we um, found out before we had um, a guest on. Yeah. Back to back <laughs> weeks. The same thing happens. Yeah. Uh, well, the issue before is nobody wanted to talk to us for 40 minutes, so we never ran into the problem. It was never a problem. Now we are Everyone just wants to keep just... The art of conversation, yapping. we have figured it out. Yeah. Um, We're getting good at this, dude. I know. A little too good, maybe. Time to quit. Time to hang him up. Just like Jordan, we're going to go play baseball for a couple of seasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we'll, we'll, the, the MLB Players Union... I don't think they want to come back and play baseball. Guess what? I'll do it for free. I'll, me versus Will. Weekly yep. baseball. One-on-one. I'll do it in my front yard. Watch me throw a fastball and then my lower back immediately go out. <laughs> That's what it's going to come down to. Not, neither of us are like better than the other. It's just who gets injured first. Yeah. And I've Who's got, more susceptible to injury? I've got youth on my side. You've got youth. I've got... Oh, I. Dad strength? Stretch. I stretch more than you. Yeah. Yo- yoga? I guess so. Hmm. Uh, can I do... I have to review um, Topo Chico, the... Oh yeah, you had Seltzer your topo, water. You had your first topo yeah. last night. Yeah, let's yeah. end with a very strong topo chico review. Mm-hmm. We talked enough football today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was at CVS looking for something to get, um, and the the selections there aren't great. Right. I don't think they have Lacroix on the shelves, or if they did, it, it ran out. Um, they didn't even have topo chico in the refrigerator. It was just like on the shelf. Kind yeah, of. it's. They, I haven't seen it in the fridge either. Interesting, because I assumed like if they're leaving at room temp, you know, do as they do in Rome. I'm gonna drink at room temp in my car on the way back. Um, here's what I have to say about all flavored waters, all seltzers, better in a can than a bottle. And Topo Chico comes in a bottle, and it's just not as satisfying to untwist the cap as it is to pull the tab i prefer that it adds to the experience you don't get the can taste you get that glass bottle smooth well it's not it was plastic oh oh yeah that's weird see i've only had it out of glass bottles oh that would have changed things could have but you like to um you like to give your topo chicas peds before you drink them which well yeah i squirt i squirt some lime juice in mine 
because the first Topo Chico I ever had was a lime flavored. And I've only seen that once. I've never seen it since I drank that first lime. Uh, so the plain, it's just plain. There's no flavor. It's just very, very right. sparkly. Throw a little lime in there. It's bubble flavor. Yeah. It's just lots of bubbles. Yeah, your, I mean, what's your overall uh, score? Certainly not the worst seltzer I've ever had. Uh, it's not LaCroix. That, that's probably the king of the castle Interesting. right now, as far as I'm concerned. You, you got bubbly. Bubbly is pretty popular, but I think uh, it's a little too sweet for me. It makes my it makes my stomach hurt. It's so sweet. The topo did? Um, no, no, bubbly. Oh, bub- oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I don't trust some brands when they say there's no sugar, no calories, or sodium, whatever. There's got to be yeah. something in there. And um, topo has like minerals. Being achieved. I don't like yeah. it. Did yeah, it was a mineral water, which I guess is different. But um, you know, I I, I liked it. Um, I I try it again. Yeah, you need some lime juice. You need or do the lime if they ever if you ever see that one. Okay. All right. Well, I think we can. I think we can make that work. I, I would like to um, try to talk about you know sacrifice content and listener enjoyment to talk about these brands long enough for one of them to catch on and and offer us a sponsorship. Topo Chico, one million dollars to be our official sponsor. To to just drink it on air for like American Idol with Coca Cola for life. <laughs> the Happy Gilmore, you have to have it. That's the only thing you can drink for the it rest sound, of your life. It sounded like a good deal when they signed up, but really, Topo Chico turned out to be the winner for their lifetime agreement. All right, what do, where do you come down on this? You get a million dollars a year from Tobo Chico a year. But it's the only thing other than still water you can drink. It's the only, like, beverage. Interesting. Can I, I can't have coffee? Hmm. That's interesting. Well, should we exclude if like, I can beer, have coffee, beer and coffee? If I can have coffee, deal deal easy no if beer. i can have coffee i could no give beer, up alcohol no whiskey. if i had to well whiskey would be dollars. tough whiskey would be tough you could just start doing drugs what if i could you have a million dollars you can buy get drugs fair enough you know and i have to do it forever or do i just once i quit the deal how many millions of dollars do oh, i need could, how many could you accumulate so i can start drinking whiskey again that's the question could buy a lot of good whiskey doing five years yeah i could do no booze for five years probably because really i replaced drinking whiskey in the evening with topo chico so that's the thing like it's what keeps me from drinking booze is i have sparkling water Lacroix is like what keeps me from drinking like soda which Mm. is poison yeah. for you yeah so unless they want to unless they want to um you know do an ad with us how much more successful would this podcast be if it was only about sparkling water that's the real question it would be niche but we would have the market cornered i think yeah we'd be the only ones there we'd be early 
early adapters. Our next episode will be comparing NFL players to sparkling water brands. <laughs> or we could do one of those things because I'm, I'm watching Game of Thrones for the second time. We could uh, come out with a new idea where we compare NFL players to Game of Thrones characters. There we go. Easy. We'll Nobody's be the first. Done that. We know. So, yeah. I, built, I built the Game of Thrones quarterback, uh, the perfect Game of Thrones quarterback. Nobody ever watched that episode. I thought, oh, this video is going to do really well. And this is in peak Game of Thrones. I think it was probably May video. Nobody gave a shit. You guys, this is on you. You guys need to, uh, <laughs> you, need, you need to watch our bad videos too. It's not just yeah. the good ones. Had the build of Brienne, Brienne of Tarth. Uh, so many good things there. The heart of Jon Snow probably. The, ri- the right hand of Jamie Lannister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, should we promote our uh, Patreon kind of special thing we're going to yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a Zoom Patreon. This will be your opportunity to get on the podcast. Basically, we will pick a day to do Patreon only link to Zoom. You yes. click the link, you get in the waiting room, and then we'll just have conversation with however many people get in there if you share i think and we will probably do like one at a time i assume yeah i think so admit uh, one at a time right and so you, it's like jim Rohn's smack off where you got to come in hot you got to come in prepared you got to know what to talk about either you have a question for us um and you're probably not going to get very much time because we gotta you know we got a lot of people we're gonna make happy here we're going to, this will be the best moment of their lives, to be honest. Um, and so you got to, you know, you got to come in hot. You got to be ready. You got to have something to say. You got to spit a take or have a good question for us. Um, but yeah, no, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, then um, we want to make it worthwhile for you guys. We want to make it extra special. Yeah, no. And uh, we um, promise very little sparkling water talk. Yeah, I think we're going to cut it out after this. This is way too long. But you right. know, we make up for it by having great guests like Adam Rank. Yes. Thanks to Adam Rank. Uh, we'll see if he returns my requests after he got kicked out of this. And we appreciate Oh, yeah. We'll be live on YouTube tonight for, for the schedule, the schedule. Re- release on the main channel. That's right. Bye. <laughs>